Welcome to the Rising Phoenix podcast with your hosts, Lauren and Sam. We're all about vulnerability, connection, and authenticity. Join us on our journey on calling out the BS and getting into real talk. episode of the Rising Phoenix podcast. Today we have Derek and Era from Related Board Podcast. So we're super excited because we haven't had another podcast on with us before. So this is new to Sam and I. Um, we just finished recording for their podcast. So don't forget to go over to theirs and they will tell us where to go <laughs> to find you guys, but to listen to their podcast. But today, Sam, what are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to be talking about um, the nine to five um, thing where, you know, obviously we've talked about it before in one of our episodes, but um, the struggling or our struggles with a nine to five job or a typical nine to five job rather. Um, and we're going to talk about, <laughs> I don't know if this is too much, existential crisis. So we're going to go through that. And because we're both um, different age brackets as well. So like we are obviously in our 30s. Um, and Derek and Era in, in their twenties, so we're coming from two different perspectives, and we're just going to talk about obviously the differences that we've had um, in terms of, uh, I guess, that side of things. So, but yeah, first, gonna... what about they introduce themselves? Yes, go on. Derek, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put you on the stand first. Okay, all right. Well, firstly, um, thank you for having us. Just like you, Era um, and I, this is our first time going on to. This is actually this is our first time going on to someone else's podcast in general so oh it's cool... that's exciting yeah thank well, you it's a very yeah. <laughs> cool cool experience it's a different dynamic I, it I'm, is. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah so just a bit about me I um I used to work in fashion retail with Ira that's how I met her and then we sparked the conversation to start this podcast uh, and then I eventually moved away from fashion retail and I I worked into a typical nine to five I was like part-time and yeah, I was kind of feeling a lot of typical, you know, nine to five struggles, which I'll get into later. But now I work in um, a marketing company slash esports company. And um, so far, I'm very content. Like, I'm, I'm happy with, with it, even despite being a nine to five, which I originally hated the idea of nine to five. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 What about you? Um, okay, I'll go. Um, so nothing too exciting about me. I'm still in that fashion retail job where Derek and I met. So working full-time there, um, living on my own, a bit introverted. Um, yeah, at the stage of my life now where I'm trying to kind of figure out where to go because um, if you guys hop onto our podcast, you can see I didn't actually pursue higher education, so I don't really have any um, qualifications or certifications to go into anything bigger. So I'm trying to get into that little um, what that entrepreneur lifestyle and trying to find my way into that at the moment and trying to get myself out of retail yeah mm -hmm. so we can have a little chat about me. that in, yeah it'd be good yeah. to chat about that in episode two um and just really quickly a question for both of you and uh, what inspired you to start your podcast yeah do oh, you want to take it Ira? yeah me i don't know i like even because uh, i feel like i'm a curious person so i kind of yeah. wanted to you know learn about other people I think Derek is kind of the same as well but also because I was just doing the retail 
thing full time. I was like, I need to be doing something more than this. I can't like this is. I just yeah. saw it as my little like um, you know, just something to fund my life. You know that job I'm doing. But then yeah, I just needed something outside of retail where I felt some kind of purpose and direction. I guess of yeah. Course. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. It's good to have yeah. something on the side to, you know, make you feel like you're doing other things yeah, apart from that. Exactly. You know, yeah. Job that you're going to I used to work in retail as well and felt exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. It's like life sucking, right? But for me that was insurance. So Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a battery. Like um you're just a battery in a way. Not yeah. not in yeah. a bad way, but like you sign up for it. Um but yeah. It's it's yeah. the but struggle is you? there's no there's did no did you sign up for it? Yeah, like, we did because it's funny because when you apply for a job, for example, retail or McDonald's or any job that's, you know, the typical, you're yeah. just doing it just to get a better job in the future. You yeah. sit there in the interview and you specifically tell the employer, I really want this job. You know, that's a subcommunication. Yeah. And then once you get it, you know, one, two weeks, three weeks later, you become ungrateful. And then you'll be like, you oh, screw this job. You start talking shit behind your boss's back. And in reality, <laughs> at the start, you're the one who wanted the job. And, yeah. and it's like the thing where it's like, you don't want to quit, but don't complain, you know. Let me reverse engineer this for a second, okay? I'm going to ask you something. Do you think that you, when you're in a job interview, for example, and you're almost to a a point where you're begging for a job, right, because that's just the way this shit works. Yeah. Do you think it is conditioning for you to be like, this is what I have to say in a job interview in order to get this job. I need this job because of X, Y, and Z, and and I need this thing because of all these other reasons. And then when you get into that job right is that your fault that all of a sudden you're like I don't like this because of you know whatever reason do you think you were sold something that was different do you think that you believe like you did you believe that a nine-to-five would be a certain way and all of a sudden it's something different or you know a retail job for example because there's a lot of variables here so it's not like you signed up for this do you know what I mean yeah I understand to be honest for in in my experience I don't know about you era but um when I signed up for a nine to five job, you know, mm. or this retail job. I was, I, I didn't know what, that's my first time doing it. Like my first yeah. time doing a retail job. I, I don't know what it's like. Yeah. And yeah. I never worked full time there, but just say if I did get work full time there, I actually don't know what it's like working full time. Like I just came out from uni okay. or I was doing uni and then this is my first time. But based on what my parents think and based on what society thinks is that this, this is my natural next step is to go to a nine to five yeah. stable job, quote unquote. And yeah, and then once you actually do it, then you're just like, oh, this isn't that cool. And then you start to get all the reference in movies and those YouTube videos where it's just like you're stuck in yeah. your nine to five job doing day to day tasks, stuff like that. Yeah. That's how I felt. Mm, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. I think, like, as well, I was the same. Like, for most of my 20s, um, I knew that I didn't want to be in a nine to five job. I just, that was just how life was for me. And that I didn't think anything else was possible, um, yeah. even though I knew I wanted this other life. I just didn't think I could do it. So now that I've learned how to or have maybe not such a lack mindset, so having an abundant mindset changes everything because you realise that there's more to life than, for me, like getting on a train, sitting on the train to get to the city for like, you know, 30 minutes or however long it took. It was like, it was boring. And I, I was sick of that like whole routine every day. Um, whereas I wanted to in my, I knew that there was something out there for me. So I kept thinking about it. And I think if you think about it all the time and you're miserable in your own job, that's a sure, um, that's a sign for you to obviously 
do something and make a change. And a lot of people are stuck in that mindset where they think nothing else is possible and they're afraid that they're not going to be able to get money. I haven't worked for what, eight weeks now, Lauren, is that, mm. I think, does that sound about right? <laughs> I think so. And yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not saying that things are perfect, but I'm okay. Like, I think it's just because of my mindset. So I never thought that it would be possible to even have this time off work to do what I wanted to do and still be okay. Yeah. Um, again, it, that's what it is though. We were just talking about this, but it's yeah. about fear, right? So fear. you, yeah. I mean, you can work nine to five and actually, and actually love it. But again, it's your mindset yeah. of you yeah. actually want to be there. You're enjoying your job. Like you've mentioned it before, Derek. So where you are now, yeah. you don't mind it because you're enjoying what you're doing, right? Yeah, it's got that's nothing true. to do with a nine to five grind. It's the fact that you're enjoying your job yeah. and your mindset is different right some yeah. people will never leave the nine to five but that's not an issue that's just what they're meant to be doing yeah do you know what i mean so right. i think like i was exactly the same as sam going on a train every single day for like an hour like i was ready to jump in front of it like it's just so boring you know like and it just wasn't me yeah and what 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 age did you both quit your quote-unquote nine to five job was it around your 20s no, it was only oh. in May this year for me, so oh, I was right. 30. Yeah, yeah. I was we about both... to turn 30. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, I, I was a job a week before um, yeah. my 30th birthday. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Because I was going to say, um, yeah. is this? do you guys agree in you two era? Um, when you get older, because I noticed in one of my 9 to 5 jobs, it wasn't a 9 to 5 job, but it was a part-time in a typical office corporation. You have yeah. people who are like 35, 40 They've obviously been doing the same thing and you can tell by their yeah. face, by the energy that you mentioned, <laughs> that they're just kicked down in yeah. life. You know, they're, they're at like 10 a.m., they're having a smoke break and you can just tell on their face, they just have a blank, blank, blank face yeah. on their face. And like mm-hmm. in lunchtime, they would even, you know, for example, go to the news agent and buy a lotto ticket and just keep talking about, oh, this job, you know, oh, if we could just win the lotto, I'll be happy, whatever. And then yeah. but the, the problem is they, they can't actually, some of them can't actually leave because... Number one, they're stuck in that routine and that's all they know how to do. So their skill set is very limited. And another yeah. problem is they have a family to provide for. So they kind of they can't just quit in a way, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Because it's a fear again. Like it's like yeah, it is when the they, fear. um sorry, so Sam was just saying the same thing. So you were talking about you've been off work for two two months now and um but you're you're still doing like okay. Because the fear yeah. of I remember having this conversation with you, Sam. You were like what if I don't get something? What if I just doesn't come up and running? How am I going to pay for this, 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 and this? I'm like, well, you got to let go of that because yeah. you might not, you know, get rid of that fear. I had the yeah. same thing, you guys. Like, yeah. man, when I lost my job, I cried for a week straight because I was like, holy shit, what am I going to do now? Because all I knew was corporate. All I knew was the nine to five. I was like literally on a ball on the floor crying my eyes out when I got told that I lost my job because – I was like, how am I going to pay for all this stuff? How am I going to do all this crap now? It had nothing to do with um, all the like all the positive stuff in my life. It was like, oh, my God, all this money-related stuff. Yeah. I'm now stressed about that. When in reality, it was a blessing in disguise. I got out of the shit that I'd been in for like 10 or mm. 15 years, you know, and once I got past that mindset of, uh, being in lack, I guess, and being fearful of what's to come, everything started flowing. So it's the same as if you're in nine to five, though, if that's what you want to do. So remember these people, though, Derek, like they've been there for so long yeah. that their mindset is, well, I have to stay here because I have to pay my bills, I have to provide for my family. 
xyz blah 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 you know so all that stuff though that's conditioning that's yeah what they've been brought up to believe and that's their mindset you know what if that single person decided to break free from that and go you know what i'm actually going to get that better job i deserve yeah. to be promoted i'm going to push for that or you know you know what i i have this great idea i'm going to become an entrepreneur and i'm going to do that even if i struggle for a little while i'm going to do it yeah you know, so, you know what i mean those yeah. things there push past everything yeah it goes back to what we mentioned in the podcast when you came on it's like boundaries isn't it like yeah you absolutely. get what you accept i'm yeah. not gonna accept this i'm not gonna tolerate this and exactly. like you mentioned with social conditioning you know all my co-workers are doing this so oh i must be doing something mm. good but you're like no i'm not gonna tolerate it yeah and then move on so it's that's interesting yeah it's yeah, a lot of yeah. it's a lot of um conditioning like you mentioned that exactly. you have to get out of and it is hard to get out of because everyone's thinking the same thing yeah you know why because everyone thinks oh i'll be happy when i'll be happy if why don't yeah. you just be happy now and decide yeah. what you want in your life? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a nine to five job though, guys. Like we, we do, we do say, it does sound like we're begging at anyone that works nine to five. Now, if you're happy in your role and you're happy with what you're doing, that's fine. But that's more for important. the people. Yeah. It's more for the people who I guess are in that nine to five where we were and mm. when, when we know that we don't want to be there, but we're just afraid to kind of take that leap. And, and that's, a big deal for a lot of people but once you take that leap it's you know and you have faith that everything's going to work out it just does yeah i agree yeah that's cool yeah how do you feel about that era oh well with the whole conditioning thing i think that's kind yeah. of where like um it has led me to today so after i finished high school obviously i didn't really want to pursue a higher education and all that because i just you know, I yeah. was only, what, 18 when I finished school. How I don't even know myself now. How was I meant to know, like, what to study yeah. then? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. after that, yeah. I got myself, you know, I've been pretty much working full-time in uh, several different jobs since I yeah. came out of high school because, you know, the thing is you have to make money to provide for yourself and, you know, um, some, if you have the money coming in, you're good, you're sweet. And for a long time, that's what my mindset was. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the years, building the skill sets and learning new, um, I don't know, um, things, I guess, like here in my full time job now, like I'm pretty much running the store alongside, you know, a really good manager and everything. But at the same time, I realized like this is not what I want to do. I don't want to be working for somebody like this yeah. is whether I work good one week or really shit the next week. I'm still going to yeah. get the pe same paycheck. You know what I mean? And that when yeah, I exactly realized right. that, it's like, fuck. I can I can do something for myself, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of that conditioning. But now after building that self-esteem and that confidence, I guess, um, yeah. within my current job, it's like, okay, no, nah, I'm like putting too much energy and investment into this job that like my paycheck doesn't change depending on how I work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, nah, got to get out of here. You, yeah. you start to feel like a sheep, don't you? You yeah, start to yeah, feel exactly. like, why am I, why am I hustling? Why am I pushing? Why am I doing so much extra, you know, hours or things for this person mm. when I'm first off not getting acknowledged for it, and yeah. second off I'm not getting compensated what I should be for yeah. it. You know, I get what you're yeah. saying. That's exactly, exactly how like, I felt. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with um. That that's the thing as well. Like working in a big corporation like this, I'm as expendable as anyone can be you know at the at the same time it's a business and after yeah. having somebody like so many people in that business to look after it's like you're just 
just another number at the end Mm -hmm. of the day as harsh as that sounds so it's like I I don't want to be that like I definitely deserve more yeah yeah that's good that's a good place to start and like I'm I'm like you where I I didn't have that higher education like I did do the private college thing and I was still trying to find out what I loved but I never went to university so everyone in my family went to uni and graduated except for me but I didn't want to I just it wasn't me um and I always thought oh no like how am I going to get ahead but like my brother for example doesn't use his degree um in his current job so it doesn't mean anything. So I think like a lot of successful people that you see don't have a degree. Um, they just follow their, their passion and their dream. Um, but also I found that over the years, like even working different companies over the years, trying to find out what I loved. Um, obviously I didn't love any of my jobs cause I did none of them really lasted more than a few years. Um, but I've learned so many skills that I can definitely bring to like the business I want to start. So that's a blessing as well. So you're going to learn so many skills working for people. And then once you're ready to start your thing, like you'll have all that skill set ready to go. And so it is, it is good to have and be, you know, you can be grateful for it in that aspect, but yeah, I I understand sometimes it gets a little bit boring and um, especially when you've got so much passion and I can, I can tell you really want to do something with your life as well. And aside from that, that kind of nine to five, boring job in my opinion I, I get bored easily but yeah that's where entrepreneurship so, comes in yeah. it's good <laughs> so how would you suggest going about that then like because mm-hmm. I know I definitely want to you know be working for myself but I just don't know how to get there I just don't know how to tap into that do you know like, what you want want to do like is there uh, something that you always think about well we actually we recorded there the episode yeah. yesterday just with yesterday the tattoo yeah. Artist. Yeah, just yesterday we kind of uh, spoke about this as well. Um, Well, I definitely want to do something creative. Like I've got my camera and, you know, I guess the freedom because, you know, I'm completely independent. Obviously, I'm in a relationship, but other than that, I'm I'm a very independent person. So I'm on my own little schedule. So I just, I don't know. I I don't know if it's like I have to start journaling or organizing my time properly or how I can tap into like my creative side. I I don't know in this world of social media anything is possible like I think yeah that's right it's a really good time I think to start and when you say like so you would you be doing photography or would Uh, it be something possibly but one of my close friends um again I mentioned this in the podcast we recorded yesterday um so you guys have heard of Depop yeah I've heard I've heard of Depop but what I kind of suggested because uh like oh sorry yeah, I just don't know much about it. I just hear it all the time. Why is it so yeah. big now? What is it? Uh, it's just you basically just resell used clothes sort uh, of okay. thing. So, yeah, so what yeah. my friend suggested was that I do, you know, the whole Vinnie's runs and grab, like, the um, cheapest items and sell it for a profit. But the spin yeah. was because I am creative. She suggested, you know, taking really nice aesthetically pleasing photos, trying to do yeah. something different. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's cool. definitely a good idea. Um, might you know happen to that but yeah it's just yeah. a matter of yeah for me it's because I'm working full-time in this retail at the moment it just takes yeah. a lot of my energy I so I, yeah, yeah I it's Sam just a finding a balance that. for that yeah like, yeah because like if you think about it like that's what we did Sam like I was working yeah. full-time while trying to build something on the side you know, and you were doing the same thing. It, a lot of people are doing it. It's just about organizing your time and prioritizing what's important 
to you. So if doing something like this is really important and what you want to do, then you will schedule time in. Like we spoke about this just beginning of, of this conversation where I told you I, I work six days a week and sometimes between 11 to 13 hours a day. But it doesn't feel like work because I enjoy what I'm doing. But, but I have to prioritize my time. Otherwise, I'm just doing busy yeah. work as opposed to yeah. being productive. So you just got to uh, do yeah. the same thing. Just schedule in time to go doing that shopping. You know, schedule in yeah. time to do yeah. batch work. So batch photo all this stuff and then batch edit. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And and it's I I was a bit like that too. Like I think that was working the full time job, and then I kind of wanted my weekends to myself. But I know that if you really want something, and you know, you probably if you follow. Um, uh, Gary V. I never know how to pronounce his surname, but the <laughs> Gary V. Okay, yeah. uh, he, he actually talks about this a lot, and he speaks to people who say, oh, "I work full time, and like I just don't have the time to start a business." But he said, "We'll make the time," you know. And yeah. um, they say empires, and and it's hard work, but they say our empires are built from like six to ten or something like that. And like so, when you get home from work, you still you're going to hustle for a little bit, and it might be hard, but then once you get to where you need to be, you can eventually. Yeah. you know, get out of that full-time um, job and do your own thing. And, yeah. It's or like you can just a... take the plunge and just you know, quit your <laughs> job and do it. <laughs> how yeah. was that? So how, how did you guys manage just quitting your job? Well, Sam, well, I was uh, listening I, to that I podcast. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think, Lauren, Lauren, you didn't quit. You just, that was, that just no, happened. I was, but, yeah. it just yeah. happened because, like, I had, yeah. so I was working at a job and then I all of a sudden, like, yeah. changed jobs. So I found my dream job, basically, in marketing. Yeah. And then um, three months in, I was told that they no, can no longer afford me because of um, COVID. Oh. So I, had, like, they let me go. So, <laughs> Yeah, that that was yeah, that was for Lauren. It was like it just she was sort of forced into it. Um, whereas yeah. I I made the really hard decision to leave, and from going from like something that was very stable for me, like income wise, um, and I do have financial obligations too, so don't think that this was easy for me. But I had to think about it, and you know, I sat in it for a while, and then I just had the I got to this point, and I was like, I remember I I think I went to bed one night, and I thought if something happens tomorrow that triggers me at all, like at work, cause there'd usually be like an email that was sent from management and something that would just really set me off. I said, if I get an email or something happens, I'm going to take that as a cue to like hand in my resignation and I'm done. And um, I couldn't believe it when I got logged on and um, <laughs> threw an email from my manager the next day. And, and it was really like, like I didn't think he meant to be rude, but he has pressure from, there's always like higher management, you know, corporate yeah. world, fortunately. So I get this email and it was like, it wasn't like him to send an email like that to me either. Like I wasn't, we were working from home, but I think he was frustrated because he was trying to monitor the staff from, you know, remotely. And so I just didn't like it. I didn't like the the way it was worded and how I was just, I was done at that point. And so I told him. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was that one email that that was it. And I said, this is a sign. So I did it and I, I wanted to have a break because the job I was in was mentally draining, um, especially during COVID because um, insurance and a lot of people calling were just frantic. So that was really hard and it kind of just, it was time for me to have a break. And then now I'm in that sort of mode of like hustling and doing what I need to do. And somehow it's working for me. I, I think it's definitely meant to be, but um, yeah, I mean, it yeah. just, it's, it's a risk. It really is. But there are ways around it. And 
if you feel like you're worried about not having that income, it will come if you believe it will. So abundance is everywhere, just so you know, and, and it comes. You just have to believe it. And that's where I had to train myself to not have a lack of mindset, which I've had for as long as I can remember and up until now. So, yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, how did you um, cope with the financial responsibilities that you had? Because if I could quit tomorrow, I really would. But it's just (laughs) the fact that I have to pay rent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I sort of, there are ways around it depending on your situation. So um, I can go into detail with you off the recording but yeah, yeah. You, you speak to if you know you can negotiate with your creditors um because I didn't know this when I was in my 20s like I wish I did because honestly yeah, yeah. things would have been completely different but I think during this time they're a little bit more understanding so my my issue was that the the stress of my job though my job loss wasn't due to COVID it kind of was in a way because the stress of my job was due to COVID um, <laughs> and the people calling and the the, the peop- things that were happening and I was just I'd had enough so I kind of definitely found myself not in a really good space mentally um, so that that's sort of partially the reason why they've been a little bit more understanding but you can make financial arrangements and without being penalized especially during this time if you're worried about that um, if anyone's listening it might actually benefit you but yeah it's always worthwhile speaking to your creditors because um, they're really good now I don't know if it's just because of COVID but they're really good like even like electricity bills as well like if you have that kind of thing um but one thing I do like to say is I pay for the roof over my head that's one thing I don't I don't miss but yeah um and then you have your government benefits if you're entitled to them as well um also yeah um taking into consideration your skill set so era you're saying that you're pretty handy with a camera so why don't you free start doing some freelancing so take on really little jobs you know what I mean um start building up a portfolio start getting some testimonials under your belt and doing exchange for goods you know I'll do this photography job for you if you give me a testimonial or you do this for me like do you know what I mean so if you start doing things like that on the side whilst you're still working you'll start to build first off your skill set will increase number two your credibility will start to um, increase you'll get your name out there and then you'll find that money will start to trickle in that way to a point where you can have uh, like a backing in order to leave your job and then pursue your full-time thing with that so just keep that in mind there's always opportunities out there you just have to find them yeah yeah uh, absolutely thank you yeah yeah no, I'll keep that in mind. I like this life coaching episode. I feel like life coaching. Yeah. <laughs> FYI, Sam and I are not qualified to give you life coaching. Just based on your experience. Based on your experience. Well, good. I, I think there are life coaches. I don't know if we were talking about it. I was talking about it with someone the other day about life coaches who aren't qualified. And <laughs> you, you can actually be a life coach because if you have a life experience, you can coach people. But I just don't think it's like good to um, give away too much advice if you're not qualified just yeah. FYI. Yeah. but yeah we, we, we actually had a we actually had a life coach and it they mentioned on our podcast she's it's very blurry there's no real certification per se like besides no. counseling yeah. and then again like you mentioned sam it's like those um youtubers who are 18 year olds <laughs> like they're just like i'm a life coach maybe they are maybe <laughs> they're not life. but like what life have you experienced in order exactly. to coach someone yeah. else Imagine exactly. if I went to an 18-year-old and was like, I need help with this. 
and they're gonna be like, oh well, yes, let me impart my wisdom onto you. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? No. Yeah. But I, I feel people. funny about that. But you know what? You can learn a lot from people. Like I feel like I learn a lot yeah. from people, like younger, the younger generation. I'm. I mean, I learn about things. I mean, I feel so old sometimes. Like I didn't even know what Depop was. Can I just say? Like, <laughs> now I know. Um, but like, there are some things that we can learn from each other. I think it's you know, it's it's really nice to have younger people around as well and they do keep you young will keep us young (laughs) okay first off sam when you say things like that you sound like you're at least 100 (laughs) 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 they keep you young you are you are young first off but i I think if um people understand that every single age bracket can provide some sort of insight or information or something new to the table I think we'd all get along a lot better so like you know when like this all these millennials start bitching about boomers and stuff it's like (laughs) I get it but what is what is there that we can learn from them and in vice versa what is it that we can teach them as well yeah. you know and I think if we all just started to get on the same page there would be so much less tension and stress with everything but I mean I mean that's like that's just going way too much because I like people will always put so much crap in front of that so you know there's always religion and politics and all this other stuff that c- can get involved in those types of conversations Ooh. so <laughs> yeah sometimes it's a bit too much but um yeah no it's interesting um and then we were talking about obviously we were going to discuss um I think we've all I don't know if we've all had an existential crisis yeah I definitely have have you guys had one like I know like Derek has how how old are you guys like specifically I'm 24 25 24 24 25 next year yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And do you feel like you've had a crisis like that? Uh, have I had a crisis? Like an existential crisis? Like, do you feel like you've had one? Have you uh, questioned everything in your life and wondered definitely. why? Yeah. <laughs> definitely. But I don't think I've had like a bad, bad one yet. It's just more so just trying to find myself or who am I? What do I like? Or what am I good at? But yeah. nothing, That's nothing too crazy. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Derek? Yeah, I think for me it was um a bit more. I think um after like high school, after uni, uh, not just the typical you know existential crisis where people are like, oh, what am I gonna do next? But like stuff like you know, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Yeah. Stuff like that. And I just kept I kept thinking, and then you know, in the end, I guess I came to the conclusion after talking to a couple of people as well. It's just like um, this is just one way of thinking, and this is how I cope with it currently. It's just like you, your meaning is what you give meaning to like you know if you value family that's really important like don't worry about anything else you know otherwise if you if you have no purpose and I do struggle with this to be very honest and I don't think I have I'm not like both of you where I um know exactly what I'm meant to do or like I know why I'm here because you you mentioned that Sam um although it's yeah. an ongoing process um but it's it's just like um if, if I don't stand for something I'm gonna you know someone's just gonna tell me what to think and I yeah. sometimes I sometimes to be honest because I'm very weak I'm not I'm not I'm not there yet that I just sometimes just listen to everything and then everything I listen to, I just take it with a grain of salt. But, um, yeah. but I, I still don't know, you know, why, why I'm here or what purpose I'm yeah. here for. And I don't know if I can ever answer that question. But the thing is, Derek, you know, you could be 87 when you realize that, that the answer to that question, yeah. it doesn't mean you're never going to stop searching. It doesn't mean you failed at anything. It just means you were growing your entire life and yeah. you've figured out what it was 
you know, at a ripe yeah. old age. Do you actually figure it out based on both of your experience? Like, is it just one day you just realize, oh, okay, I know exactly why I'm here. Like, I know what I'm, I know my calling, as they say. Yeah. I, I, think, I think I know what, I, I just thought about it when you said that, because I don't think I ever really knew, but I think deep down, because based on like my, my pattern and where I've been, I've always known that I've wanted to be on my own and do my own thing. And that's why I kept going back to the entrepreneur kind of lifestyle. I've always wanted to be, I've had businesses in the past that have failed and I didn't really know what I was doing and I had no mentorship. Whereas now I understand that you need a mentor. Um, you need to have the you know, right network of people around you, which I didn't have in the past. And I've always known that I definitely want to be there. So for me, meaning for me is like having my own kind of, I would call it an empire, but it might maybe an empire or just my own thing that I'm doing where I don't have to answer to someone yeah. um, and just, you know, and again, like it could be different for everybody, but that's yeah. sort of where I've been led to over the years. So I think you might have an idea, but it's going to come over the years and you'll start learning more about yourself. And then you kind of go, Oh, like maybe this is it. Like, yeah. so yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and you're, so go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say like, you would also recommend, you know, trying lots of things I'm assuming and developing a skill set, regardless, you know, like, <laughs> If you don't know what you're doing, at least develop a yeah. skill set so you're not just sitting there doing nothing. And if you yeah. try a lot of things, you eventually find the thing that you like. Like for you, Sam, you mentioned you worked uh, like a lot of companies. I did. I did. And corporate's not for me. I, I mean, I did it because it's what people do. And, you know, we're conditioned to go, oh, it's easy to get a job in the corporate world. But I always found I was in jobs that were like, say, customer service related jobs because I was good with people. So obviously whatever I was supposed to do, um, was around people. So I'm a people person. So that to me indicated that that's just what I'm naturally good at. So that's how I started to discover the things that I wanted. But I knew that I hated answering to someone and having to come in at a certain time and, you know, not calling the shots. So yeah, yeah that's, that's where I figured it out. But it, it comes in time it, for some and others. They're just like, wow, this is it. I'm doing it. So Mm. everyone's journey is different and Lauren yep. you're gonna say something as well yeah yeah so I was just thinking about when I had my like pinnacle point so when I um turned 25 so like I've always been a goal orientated person and I get extremely disappointed in myself if I don't achieve these goals so for me, I had mapped out exactly what I wanted my life to look like. So I had an age for what I wanted to have, um, like get married. I had an age of when I wanted to have my first mm. child. I had an age of when I wanted to buy my first home. So I had all these little goals um, that I wanted to achieve, right? Um, so when I turned 25, I kind of was thinking about it because for me 20 my 26 was my scary age for me right yep. so I, I figured at 26 if I don't have everything that I've planned to have that I'm failing at something right mm. and that was my first step of being just completely like that there alone was where I went wrong right thinking that I could control yeah, everything I, that was out yeah. of my scope. I was, I was about to say that. Like when you yeah. mentioned the goal, for example, like getting mm -hmm. married, that's that's out of, like you mentioned, that's out of your scope. You can't control the person that you're married, what he thinks. You can't just, you know, yeah, exactly. or like, with, like buying a house, you can't, you know, you have a business, you can't like control the customers, stuff like exactly that. Exactly right. Smart so goals, that's what when I turned yeah. 25, I was like, 
okay, well, yeah, I've got one, which was my marriage, you know. I said, but I'm well off having a child and I'm nowhere near having a home, you know. So I started to question so many things like, all right, well, what the hell am I doing on this earth then? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I don't I'm in a job that I hate, you know what I mean? I am renting, I'm wasting all this money. Like, you know, it's just all this crap. And then, yeah. you know, 26 happened when um, it was my scary age, as you say. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't still didn't have everything that I was looking for. And then I lost um, my dad, which was the, for me, that was the pinnacle point, right? So... I, my dad for me was my source of strength. He was the one who I went to for, for wisdom, for for help, for being grounded. It was always my dad. So then, for him to be taken away from me, I've had to go. All right, shit. Now I've got to work it out myself. I don't have somebody to bounce that information off anymore. I don't have somebody to give me guidance or to support me physically when I need it. Right. Mm-hmm. So everything at that point came crashing down because I was like, everything that I have known is no longer important. Not everything that all those goals that I had was no longer important because everything changes in a heartbeat anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I went, okay, I'm going to spend the next, you know, couple of years of my twenties left figuring out me again mm-hmm. because I got mm-hmm. married I got married very young I was with my um now husband since I was 19 so I never really had myself you know what I mean yeah I so know. Yeah. for my last years of my 20s it was for me figuring it out figuring out what I'm good at who I can trust who I can't trust who I want in my circle and that's why I started developing boundaries it's why I started cutting people out of my life it's why mm-hmm. I started thinking about seriously, okay, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, you guys. I still have goals of, like, I want to have um, a home by the time I'm 35, right? So yeah. I still I have five years to work on that. So yeah. it's a lot – for me, I feel like it's a lot closer than that, but I'm giving myself realistic goals now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so – and if I don't achieve those goals, I'm no longer – I'm no longer feeling like I'm a failure. I'm just feeling like, okay, well, shit happened. Let's just set a new goal now. Yeah, you pivot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. all about that. Yeah. Sorry, that was really long-winded, but that's like, for me, that was my existential crisis. And I feel like that's, I needed to cover all that for you to understand yeah. how I think about that. Yeah, that's interesting. On that, on that note, when you said your father died, um, yeah. which apologies, I'm just some random person, but um, what, what, um, what, what, what made you, what realization did you have, for example? Like you were having a job, I'm assuming you were getting paid X amount of money a year. Did you realize when that happened? Like, you know, I no longer value, you know, money that much. I value freedom. I value family. Mm, I value, okay. you know, stability. Yeah. So um, the job that I was in was in insurance, which is where I was with Sam. And it was going to work every single day and sitting there and just observing people. I began, I began to realize that I guess it was just I am sitting in a place where no one really gives a shit about me. All they cared about was gossip. All they cared about was themselves, how they're going to progress within a really crap organisation. No one actually cared about me or what was happening to me. It was just 
okay, Lauren, we're really sorry that your dad died, but you're going to have to start getting over it now because we're busy. Wow. Mm. I'm, even, I'm not even kidding. And Sam, I don't know if you ever like, noticed that, but yeah, I didn't, nobody I, gave a shit. I sort of came in um, maybe just after it happened. So I didn't know yeah, it's true, actually. everyone. And I think once like Lauren left, I started to see ev- the, the organization and how everything was. And it just had this culture of like, and I had some really good friends there, but yeah. it was like a very gossipy kind of culture. It was like, that's just, it was maybe the job itself was not as interesting as like the gossip that, you know, maybe <laughs> that's what, helps people and I get that happens in the corporate world and it's it's sad because we're not in high school anymore but not saying that's right to do in high school either but you know it's just you grow up you think you mature but they the the people just love gossiping and you kind of if you're in that you unfortunately you can get dragged into it oh yeah absolutely it's easy to yeah it, it does and like I I just just couldn't understand it and then it got to a point where it was just the job itself that I was, I was done. I was like, I need a new start. I was given this really good opportunity to um, go and move on. And like, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a really difficult, like mm-hmm. place to work in. Let's just say that. But you know, where I went to was better. It just still wasn't too much different to where I was. So mm-hmm. yeah. It's... Derek, I think to answer your question as well, um, for me, I've always been a big believer of everything happens for a reason, even Absolutely. if you don't understand that reason. Yeah. And for that took me a really long time, especially after dad died, because I was like, well, there is no reason. That was disgusting. How the hell did someone so young die? You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. angry a lot of the time. I was really, really angry. But I'm not saying that um, it was a, like a positive thing or anything, because it's not. I would I'd rather my dad here any day over anything. But everything happens for a reason, and I even if I don't understand it. So for whatever reason that he has to no longer be Earthside, that's okay mm-hmm. because these types of things happen. And I think for me personally, that was the point where everything had to be questioned for me. Yeah. I had to question what I wanted to do, how I wanted to live my life. I had to – because, like, again – everything that I had or had asked if I needed a question answered, I would have my dad there. But since Mm -hmm. that was taken away from me, I was now forced to consider the questions by myself. Yeah. Right. So the moment that happened, like I was saying, I was sitting in that, that space, watching people, observing people, observing my surroundings and just feeling like, what is the point of even being here if nobody like if nobody's on the same wavelength as me do you know what I mean yeah and the job that I went to after that I hated it just as much but I met somebody there who's still in my life now and I consider her one of like my closest friends you know so but that's the only positive thing that came out of that job I was there for a year (laughs) But now I have a really good friend that I cherish and appreciate more than anything. You know what I mean? So, but I had to go to that job to meet her. Yeah. Do you know what so, I mean? Yeah. When you say like yeah. the thing, everything happens for a reason. It's almost what I think of like, because I, I know you mentioned this, Sam, in one of your podcasts mm. is everything's a lesson. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And then also a yeah. when you mentioned how like 
you, you value like the people around you, no one's in your wavelength. It's almost like a primal thing, right? Like we all have to fit in. We all have to belong. So it's a, it's a big so, belonging. You yeah, call it a tribe usually some tribe, people. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's just because they're like your people and, you know, you know that you can feel comfortable and be yourself around them. And I think that's all part of that. Like if you, you know, with my existential crisis, I call it a quarter life crisis because I was 25 and I, I had that. It was after yeah. a long relationship that br- broke down and we had to end things but he moved on really quickly whereas like I was left kind of still picking up the broken pieces and I had no idea who I was so that was when mine started and it was like who am I what am I doing and I just if I felt like I was trying to navigate and it took me years to get there but yeah like you you start to realize who you're you you start to fit in with people I guess and you start to realize who your tribe is and that's where mine grew and that's part of that journey of finding yourself and knowing what makes you happy and where you're meant to be in life if that's what you're all about yeah that's good yeah like that yeah really (laughs) Um, deep we've definitely like gone into a lot today though haven't we yeah i know is it like do you feel so like i'm just gonna ask though like do you feel like happy where you are right now and after our conversation today I mean we, we've just nearly spent two hours together like, like yeah. do you feel <laughs> that maybe something is a little bit clearer now for you do you feel that there's a different something has come to light that you didn't think about before yeah like um I guess it's good to get knowledge of um what it's like to be when you get older like you know people are gonna die in your life and then how would you cope with that so yeah and then, like, what start to think about what you value, start to develop a skill set. Um, and, and I guess, like, the biggest thing, we, we, we didn't talk about it, but it's almost just, like, just being grateful and just being in the moment, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. really yeah. what's the whole yeah, point. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and I, lo- I love the thing how you mentioned, you know, um, easier said than done, but, you know, oh, I want this job, then I'll be happy. I want this car, then I'll be happy. But it's just, <laughs> like, if you're grateful, if you're in the moment, if you're just happy with what you have now um, and look at the bright side, it's like, that's that's not bad. Yeah, because that's what I try yeah. to do, to be honest. And it's, it's yeah. not always, you know, I do it all the time, but, like, I try to be, like, I'm very grateful. I, I have this job, you know, I don't yeah. hate it. I have this But do you feel different when you do that, though? Like, do you feel like things feel different around you and you, you know, attracting more of the positive stuff when you say out loud or whatever, like, you know, I'm so grateful that I actually have this job and the way things are happening in my life, even though I'm not to where I want it to be at the moment, it's okay because I have this yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do feel like that sometimes. Yeah, I do. Like, I, I don't usually, I don't, I don't hate anything, you know. I, I try not to do mm. that. I don't hate anything. Yeah. Like, I try not to have those negative energy type things. Yeah. yeah. Like, I try to, I be mindful of my mind, although I don't meditate or anything, but like, to some extent, I, I'm always thinking. I've never seen there and like, I'm at a restaurant, for example, and then it's just terrible food. And I'm just like, oh, screw <laughs> this. I'm always saying, like, sometimes before I eat, I'm just like, I'm very grateful because I have this food. Yeah. Kids in Africa don't have it, stuff like that. I try, I try to do that. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's exactly what you need to be doing. You need to be grateful for everything that you have in your life because some people don't have the opportunity to have that. And I think also if you're not grateful for what you have, how can you be expected to be given what you want and more? Yeah, Mm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's a deep, deep concept. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, exactly. If you think about it, like for me, like it's for the universe and some other people would be God. But like if you're not grateful for what you have – then how do you deserve more? You know yeah. what I mean? Like you've got to be grateful for what you have and wholeheartedly be grateful before you are given the responsibility of more and abundance and all this other stuff, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Gratitude is everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up this episode? You're up. <laughs> Are you still there? Oh, I'm oh, not sure if she's still. Oh, yeah. AirPods are dying. Um, yeah, um, no, mine did too. <laughs> I, had to, I had to plug in normal headphones. But yeah, um, anything top, else? On, on top of my head, um, I don't, I don't think so. Like, it'll be yeah. cool to get more details with the energy stuff, but like, let's not start that because I feel like you guys yeah. can talk like six hours. But um, we can, uh, look, you guys, you can always come back on, and we can come always come back on like to you. Like, it's not a big episode. deal. Like, we we talk for like, hours so about this stuff. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. You, <laughs> you got, got good synergy. Yeah, my, my Ooh, was that era coming yeah. in? Era, I yeah, think you're. <laughs> we're having some technical difficulties yeah. there. Yeah, with your is dying. Yeah, but um, um De- Derek, where where can people listen to your podcast? Yeah, so um, for your listeners, the Rising Phoenix um, Relator Board can be found on Spotify uh, yeah. under Relator Board Podcast. It can also be found on Anchor.fm, which yeah. shows all the podcast platforms that we're on yeah be sure to check it out and follow us on instagram or at least check out our page it'll give you a good idea of the guests that we have and some snippets of each podcast if you don't listen to the whole thing perfect well we'll link we'll link you guys anyway so it's easier for people to find you yeah so make sure you're following us at the rising phoenix podcast and thank you for listening to this episode we'll be back next week with a new one yep Bye, guys. guys. See you later. Bye.